Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Holistic Pet Radio. I'm Amanda. I'm passionate about helping people make better choices for their pets. I blog over at holisticpetradio.ca, and you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all under the Holistic Pet Radio name. Also, be sure to check out our wellness group, Holistic Pet Parents, on Facebook. And for anyone who doesn't know, I do also own a natural pet food store in Leduc, Alberta, which is called The Bone and Biscuit. We have some super exciting interviews coming up on the show in the next couple episodes. Um, And I just wanted to throw it out there. If you own a pet-related business and you want to chat about a certain topic with me on a future episode, make sure to get in touch. Just shoot me a message. Also, don't forget that we have now officially started our book club. The first book that we are reading is The Nature of Animal Healing by Dr. Martin Goldstein. And you can find us on Goodreads. Just search Holistic Pet Book Club. Okay, so on to today's topic, which is all about feeding raw bones. So today I want to just talk about the basics. Hopefully this is going to be of interest to more experienced raw feeders, but what I'm really hoping is to help people who are new to giving raw bones or who have maybe never even given any raw bones because they've been too nervous about doing it. So why do we feed raw bones? There's a couple different reasons. Number one, in my opinion, is the mental stimulation. Chewing on a raw bone for your pet releases oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. And these chemicals help your pet to feel relaxed and happy after a good chew session. Bones are also great for dental health. Chewing on a raw bone and scrubbing their teeth and gums against the cartilage and sinew is how wolves would keep their teeth clean. So it's really beneficial for your pet. Bones are also an excellent source of glucosamine, chondroitin, calcium, and phosphorus, all of which are essential for proper musculoskeletal formation. And this is why some form of bone must be included in your raw food diet for it to be balanced. They're also, bones are really beneficial for building muscle and it helps to strengthen the muscles of the jaw, neck, and spine. There are two categories of raw bones. There are recreational bones and there are edible bones. What category each type of bone falls into does kind of depend on the size of your dog, but I'm going to kind of run you through some generals and then you can extrapolate from there because obviously every dog is an individual and you need to make the best decision for your own pet. You know your pet best, but these are some general kind of guidelines. Edible bones are soft and pliable. They don't contain any marrow and they can easily be crushed in a meat grinder that you could buy and put in your kitchen. They're typically hollow, non-weight-bearing bones of birds. So things like chicken wings and turkey wings and turkey necks. And all of this, again, is size to your dog. So if you have a two-pound Yorkie, a turkey wing might be too big for them. But just keeping that in mind, these edible bones will be the source of calcium, phosphorus, and trace minerals in a raw food diet that's not commercially prepared. So if you're DIY making your dog's food and pulling different components together in a bowl, this is what you will use as your primary source of calcium and phosphorus. In my experience, people tend to be freaked out by the idea of giving their pet chicken bones um, because they're worried about them splintering and choking and all that sort of stuff. I think that this has more to do with the message that we've been kind of had drilled into our heads that you do not feed 
cooked chicken bones to your pets. And this is true. Do not feed your pet cooked chicken bones. But raw chicken bones are a little bit of a different situation as long as you're dealing with the choking hazard, which I'm going to touch on in a little bit, how to kind of reduce your risk for choking or their risk for choking, I guess. Dr. Peter Tobias says on his website, quote, in my opinion, feeding these bones is safe if they are raw. Dogs have very strong stomach acids and bones dissolve to smaller pieces before they move into the intestines. The same applies to seemingly sharper bone fragments. Dogs have evolved very strong stomach and intestinal walls and the fear of intestinal perforation is just another myth invented by the pet food companies. So obviously that's a bit of a strong-minded quote and if you've read anything from Peter Tobias, you know that that's kind of how he speaks. They're definitely, in my opinion, and obviously this it's okay to have different opinions, there's always... You worry about perforation to a certain extent, but I think as long as you're doing things responsibly and smart and not giving ridiculously huge like shards of bone, you should be totally fine. So now let's talk about recreational bones. So these are the bigger bones that your dog is going to be working on for an extended period of time, and they don't tend to supply as much nutrients, and this is because they're being gnawed on, but they're not being chewed up and swallowed, so they're not really breaking that bone down and getting the nutrients out of it. They'll still definitely get some benefits. These ones, the recreational bones, are primarily responsible for the teeth cleaning and for mental stimulation because your pet is going to be working on them, like I said, for extended periods of time, scrubbing his teeth with the cartilage and soft tissue on that bone. Some examples of recreational bones for larger breed dogs are the neck, rib, femur, knuckle, and pelvis bones from large animals like beef, bison, elk, moose, or similar sized animals. Some examples for small, medium dogs are, again, neck, rib, femur, knuckles, and pelvis bones from deer, goats, pigs, and lamb. And then I just wanted to throw in a little piece of clarification because I have had this question before in my retail store. A lot of commercially prepared raw foods will contain both edible and recreational bones because a lot of times they're grinding the whole carcass of the animal. Sounds kind of gross, but that's what they're doing. Um, And they'll grind it up in your pet's food. And this is typically only done by companies with large scale industrial meat grinders. And that's okay because even the recreational bones will be very, very finely ground. And so your pet doesn't have a problem digesting them. So for example, like I feed my dogs um, a brand of food that does a whole bison carcass and it has all of the femurs and knuckles and everything in there, but they're so finely ground that my pets have been on it for years and have never had a problem. I also want to touch really quickly on kibble-fed dogs and raw bones because I know a lot of my listeners do feed kibble sometimes or feed all kibble or do a mix, whatever, and you all know that I am not about the all-or-nothing mindset. In my opinion, if your dog is eating kibble, giving him or her a raw meaty bone is an excellent way to get some whole fresh food into the diet. To anyone who is worried about gastric pH levels in kibble-fed dogs versus raw-fed dogs, i.e. are kibble-fed dogs more alkaline and so they can't digest things as well, I really, really highly recommend reading the article that the raw feeding community has put out called Gastric pH in Raw and Kibble-Fed Dogs, and that's on the rawfeedingcommunity.com. But like I said, I think it's an awesome option for people who are feeding kibble for whatever reason, whether it's a financial restriction, a time restriction, they're not ready to jump right into raw feeding. Starting with raw meaty bones is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to do. So I very highly recommend it. 
And now I'm going to move on to talking about some potential risks and some of the things you need to be aware of when feeding raw bones. And I'm not doing this to deter you, even though it does seem like a, a decent list. I'm really just doing it so we've talked about it. You kind of know how to answer those questions if they're given to you by your friends, family, your vet. And so you feel more confident in your decision to feed raw bones. So obviously the number one safety thing with bones in general is never feed your pet cooked bones. Don't do it. They're brittle. They're dry. They can splinter. That's when we really worry about the perforation and the blockages and that sort of stuff because your pet cannot break them down as well. So that is the note on cooked bones. Dental damage. Aggressive chewers can and do fracture teeth when they're left to chew nonstop on a large weight-bearing recreational bone. So if you give your dog a bison femur with very little meat on it and they're just chewing tooth to bone and cracking down on it with their full lateral bite force, that's where you're going to see that oral trauma. So my recommendation for this is to always supervise your dog when they're chewing a raw bone, especially if it's a type of bone you haven't given before. And also know your pet. For aggressive chewers, you might need to offer different types of bones. You need to offer very, very meaty bones. And then once the meat is, they've eaten the meat off of it, you might need to be taking that bone away from them. So it's just about knowing your pet. And if you have an aggressive chewer, you can slowly over time, in my experience, work them up to a different type of bone, start with a turkey neck where there's no real risk of oral trauma. Hold on to the end of it with a paper towel and let them learn to chew and work on it. Don't leave them alone to like gulp it because some dogs are gulpers and that is always a risk we run into. You supervise and do it responsibly and you're fine. Bone marrow is super fatty and it can cause diarrhea or even a pancreatitis flare up if it's overdone. Um, it's also very calorie dense, so it should be avoided if your pet needs to lose weight. So marrow bones are like your long bones that are kind of cut. If you buy them at the grocery store, they'll be called soup bones generally. And most people know what they look like. Just Google it if you don't. But what you want to do for this is scoop out the marrow and the bones um, or offer a bone with little to no marrow. So like start with a knuckle that doesn't have a ton of marrow access or start with a turkey neck or start with something else. Um, and then you might need to avoid them permanently for dogs that have health concerns like obesity or pancreatitis. But that is just a note. I know soup bones is a really popular one, feeding the marrow bones. So just do note that it is very fatty. And if you do start with that type of bone, you may see some diarrhea in your pet. So either avoid it or scoop it out. A good idea I recommend to people sometimes is to scoop out the marrow and then add in something like a pumpkin and refreeze it. I had one lady do watermelon and freeze it in. Just something lower fat, but it still gives them something to work on inside of the bone. As I mentioned before, I am going to touch on choking and blockages. So choking is always a risk when you give your pet anything to chew on, whether it's a bone or it's a chew toy or they find something that is not a chew toy. Knowing basic animal CPR is a good idea whether you're feeding raw bones or not. But the biggest thing you can do when feeding raw bones to your pet and to help minimize the risk of choking is to choose appropriately sized bones. You can't really give a bone that's too big, but you can definitely give a bone that is too small. So when you're offering recreational bones, try to pick one that your pet can't fit completely in his mouth. Another important point that I want to make here is to start your pets off with bones as young as you possibly can. That way they can learn the proper technique for handling a raw bone, how they're supposed to be chewing it, how we don't choke and try and swallow things whole. Um, and then they can learn because puppies generally, especially when they're really young, they don't have the lateral bite force developed or the muscle strength developed to crack off pieces of these large weight bearing bones. So you can start them young on bones that again are still appropriately sized, but you start them so they can learn while they're little. And then as they grow up, they, they kind of just know what to do with them. 
Now, if you have an adult dog, like an adult lab who's never been given a raw bone before, that's where you're using extreme caution. And I mentioned lab intentionally because I find that labs are the ones who try to eat everything um, and they tend to be very food motivated. So if you have an adult Labrador who has never been given a raw bone before, you want to be watching them very closely. And that's probably the dog that I would start out with. You know, give them a turkey neck, hold on to the end of it and let them start practicing that chewing and not just gulping as fast as they possibly can. My last safety point about choking is just to supervise your pet. Keep an eye on them. Be listening if they're chewing raw bones. You know, if they've been doing it for years, at least being in the house. I know that raw bones are such a great thing to give your pet, like to keep them busy. And some people do it in the crate. I personally generally don't just because you're not there to see what's going on. If you're going to leave the house, you want to not leave them with something that can be stressful. For crate training and making the crate a really positive area, that's great. If you're home or watching and you're within the area that you can get back if your pet were to get himself into trouble. But leaving the house for six hours and leaving them with a bone is probably not the best idea. That would just be my advice, obviously, to each their own. Now I'm just going to touch on blockages super quick. And although impaction from responsible raw bone feeding is very rare, knowing the signs are important and it's important regardless of whether you're feeding raw bones or not, because obviously you never know when your pet is going to try and swallow a sock or a tennis ball or a kid's toy. Dogs sometimes will swallow things that they shouldn't. So knowing the signs of impaction is very important. So some of these signs include bloating, a hunched over posture, and then if they continue to try to vomit or poop and they can't get anything out, you'll notice them being lethargic or just not seeming like themselves. That's when you want to get a vet involved and just make sure there's nothing going on. Long bones, such as the weight-bearing leg bones of beef or bison, tend to have soft ends and they have more cartilage than they do bone on those ends. This cartilage is hard for your dog to digest. And so if your dog isn't used to bones or if he really overdoes it, that's where you could be worrying about the potential for blockage. And if you're concerned about this, basically I would recommend just popping off those cartilage pieces on the end of that long leg bone. Um, And then always obviously supervising just to make sure they're not ingesting that hole because that's where you can run into potential issues. Bacteria seems to be the other big concern that people have when they look at feeding raw bones. So I just want to touch on that really quickly. Basically, if you buy your bones from a pet food store, pretty much all of them will come frozen. However, once they're thawed, obviously all meat has the potential to grow bacteria. So it's not really a concern because your pet has a very acidic stomach and is equipped to handle this bacteria. However, it is a concern for you and I as humans who do not have that acidic system to handle that bacteria. So to keep your household clean and your carpets white, I have a couple suggestions. Number one is to feed the recreational bones outside as often as possible. It's outside in the grass. It's not in your house. You don't have to worry about it. Your other option is to feed the bones in your pet's crate that you can clean. And I wouldn't put any bedding in there with them. I would just, or use washable bedding if they want a towel or something that works too. Um, Or you can feed it in an area that's easy to mop up. You can also, if you're a little more bold and maybe you don't have young children in the house, put a towel or a sheet over your pet's bed, and then you teach them that that's the only place they can have their bone. And in that case, I would keep an eye on them because you might need to tell them if they try and pick it up and walk away, no, no, go back to your area. And you basically just teach them that's where they get their bone. If they leave that area, they lose their bone. They catch on pretty quick in my experience, but cleanest way is outside or in an area that you can mop up. Lastly, a quick safety note for multiple pet households. Bones are typically very high value rewards for your pet. So you just want to keep everybody separated because even the best of buddies can 
get into little scraps over the bones or not even little scraps. Sometimes it can be big scraps because bones are very high reward. And also if you do have a dog that is food aggressive, you want to be very careful. Um, just if you need to take the bone away from your pet or anything, work with a positive reinforcement trainer on how to make that a positive interaction and not make food aggressive behavior worse. Giving bones does not inherently make your dog bloodthirsty. All three of my dogs are fine if we are around them while they're eating bones. But I have a daughter who's nine months old. She's starting to crawl. When my pets eat bones, everybody will be separated just so nothing happens. Like better safe than sorry, in my opinion. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that was helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, just join my Facebook group, Holistic Pet Parents, and you can ask me on there. That's the quickest way to chat with me. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope I didn't scare you off of raw bones. That was definitely not my intention. I know there was a lot of concerns we went over, but like I said, I just really want to make you feel confident in your decision and so that you've thought about every aspect. So when you get those questions from someone, you know how to answer it because you've thought about it and you've maybe done some research on it. So like I said, hopefully that was helpful. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Disclaimer. The contents of this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional veterinary advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your veterinarian with any questions you may have regarding the medical condition of your pet. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.